Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome, Ken Rashawn on Amplified Influencer Channel here in D.C. Live. Pretty good weather today. And uh, we just uh, did a, U- a BWI run to pick up our publicist and producer to make sure we had the download of all the events she's been going to, traveling in the United States. And I had a, a wonderful visit. Gentleman Al Blackford traveled 1,200 hours. Now, that's what miles. he likes to say, hours, but it's miles. It's miles. <laughs> but he wants to tell everyone it was hours because that's how committed he is to joining forces with the Key Smiling Movement. And he got his... Um, he got a box of key smiling cards. He is in the process of getting some type of transportation that will allow him to enjoy a trip across the United States using the book, A Thousand Places You Need to See Before You Die. Don't have the authors handy, but we'll plug those later. We want to get those authors on the, uh, on the show. That is a beautiful, A Thousand Places to uh, See Before You Die. And uh, what else? What else? Um, well, what else? There's something very big I'm forgetting. Oh, yes. <laughs> we are going to print with the fourth part of the dose of hope dose standing for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. We have an influx of roughly 12 or more chapters. And so if you have an inspiring story or you know, someone with an inspiring story that would like to reach 10 million people impact their lives, help them know that hope is around the corner. And I just had this beautiful explanation of what hope is as an acronym. And I am going to add it to the first page as you open this book. And that is, let's see, it's um, hold on, pain ends, hold on, pain ends, hope. So we're going to add that and we're going to increase the size of this smiley guy because he needs to be a little bit bigger on the bookshelf. That would be pretty as a part of a lyric for a a smile song. Yes. and. You know, if you know somebody with the last name Hope or you know somebody that has an organization, a nonprofit, anything that has the word hope in it, they probably are the right person for this conversation. We had the, the pleasure of serving and supporting an event called Matter of Hope and the name of their event, <laughs> uh, that was the name of their event, but the, the, the theme of their event was Mo Money, Mo Hope. <laughs> so I was digging that. They had a really cool shirt, lots of great... Um, they had the mask with Matter of Hope on it. Just was really, Mo Decky involved with that or not? <laughs> you know, uh, you, you you would think and you would wish that that was the case, but that because he lives in that area, right? <laughs> he now live he now lives in a in Miami as Mo Dukes. Oh, ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. and he has he has a swimsuit uh, event. I think I don't know if we missed it. He he didn't. Oh, the Miami International Swimsuit, swimsuit Competition. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that might have happened. It's almost the end of summer, so I'm guessing I missed that one. But, <laughs> but with Southwest flying in Miami and all kinds of other cool places now, is uh, it's just a matter of knowing what's happening in each city. And by the way, if you have a city that has, um, I guess, connections to the movers and shakers and you want to make a book for your city, we are doing 30 books of, for instance, San Diego, the movers and shakers that cause the city to be a positive experience bring, building community. So without further ado, how are you? 
I'm wonderful. So yes, did a, a lot of traveling in the last couple weeks, had a lot going on, a lot of things happening, and just, uh, I don't even remember what I've done. I've done so many things, but uh, yesterday was super fun because in the morning I was still doing Tesla Tech, which I had been there uh, representing both of us uh, for that extraordinary conference and had the opportunity to speak about going beyond splitting atoms, fusing together instead of coming apart. And uh, we did that raw and unedited, uh, super fun, um, talking about uh, energy and science of vortex energy, human energy, and a little bit of biomass and biochar, uh, which I've come to learn a lot about in the last couple months because of our connection with our sponsor uh, and our sponsor being bees.social, B-E-E-S dot social. I suppose I should quick uh, mention them as well. Should I go ahead and on with the rest of them or well, share more about so Tesla they, Tech? So they're the reason that we got to Tesla Tech? No, they're not the reason. Um, okay. They're the reason that my uh, they needed a, a speaker, and he originally was going to have you speak ah. about the science of smiles, and then they needed me in a spot where there was – he didn't want me to talk about um, the human part of – you know, like they'd already did so many talks about health and wellness. He wanted me to talk about something more scientific. So I happen to have learned recently a lot about free energy and biomass and biochar, which people think it's the burning of trees. And it's actually the um, creating a char with heating that reduces the carbon of waste from paper and trees when they're making paper that normally would burn and create more of an S um, affect the atmosphere more so uh, well you can hear i got excited about it just now so anyhow i talked about that and how it reduces energy and talked about even a brewery that uh, uses um creates biochar with the hull from the barley and so forth and so we can literally drink beer and help sustain energy in the world <laughs> that's good news so let's let's backtrack a little bit because there's a couple people i think that are way above that connection to the tesla tech so we have aaron mirakami with mm -hmm. Energy Science Technology Conference. He has been a devoted advocate of the Q-Smiley movements for at least five years. And then we have a recent person that um, made a contribution to the Q-Smiley movement for you to go to the event, if I recall. Guy? Uh, yes. Uh, our, uh, we are sponsors of, uh, supporters, publicists for, marketing team for iEnergy, and that's Dr. Guy Wilson and Jeremy Forwada, uh, Forwarda, um, and the team there, um, just amazing group of young men who are doing amazing things with uh, research and development of the Tesla turbine, and so uh, Jeremy got to speak and got to showcase a couple different demonstrations on how that turbine works and how that can create not only energy for people, but um, hot water as well, so... Perfect, perfect job. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant work they're doing and revolutionary and certainly a, a really the right theme and the right future type of information for that conference as well as ESTC. All right, yes. and then I guess Steve Ellswick is in, indirectly a sponsor because he always supports us as well. Yes, yeah, he, he definitely uh, was a very uh, a, a wonderful host of this event. People were very excited to have it still be happening, uh, despite some recent things in the world where people are starting to enact and enforce more limitations again. In fact, uh, my event that I just bought tickets for, that Southwest doesn't go to their city, I just bought the tickets, and they canceled because of the Delta strain of COVID mm -hmm. in Crescent City, California, and that was for Bees.Social. I was finally going to meet 
meet more people that started the organization and are main staples of it. And that event has now been closed down. So, um, so it's interesting to see uh, some things starting to limit and close down again. So um, it was nice to be at Tesla Tech where they talked about uh, energy and healing. There was a lot of byproducts of healing that came from cold fusion, hot fusion, uh, Tesla turbine, all this other stuff. There was um, healing, a Brown's gas, everything. It was quite amazing. Well, you are having a little bit of a connection problem, so you are sound a little warbly. I'll just share that with you um, in case there's anything to do to improve that. But I do want to um, I do want to say it's people like Aaron Murakami that comes up with this vision to bring scientists and disruptors and innovators together that are patent full and uh, of ideas that are creating real solutions to world problems. And then, of course, his good friend, Steve Ellswick, who without his vision to have Tesla tech, you wouldn't have met Jeremy and so many other amazing people. Um, Frank Stofa is going to make a a cameo of a future week. We got to get him to move from his folding phone to how to use a smartphone to get into a Zoom app. So we're going to get him on, but he is a hoot one of my favorite people in the world, but let's bring on Jeremy. And, oh, we didn't do a complete on these sponsors. We were very focused on uh, the bees uh, social. So let's, let's talk about little things like these big things here. And how yes, about we actually and this. represented them, the emffix.com. And Ken was referring to his necklace that helps uh, prevent uh, or shield us from negative energies that surround us in the world. And that is the emffix.com. And then menfashion.com, menfashion.com, that Ken sports these beautiful shirts, um, showing off how the wares and how they look on people. The, um, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, MyMakeupLady.com, Lynn Benavides, the Red Carpet Connection.com, and uh, of course, our, uh, one of our new clients, iEnergy, then, uh, although they're not a direct sponsor, we're working in collaboration with. And I think that pretty much is it. There might be some more that I'm forgetting that are new. No, there's always more, but we, we got to move the show. There's a guy named Jeremy mm-hmm. who flew all the way from Rhode Island to meet you at Tesla Tech just to be on the show. <laughs> He he is a wonderful young man. Let me ask him to unmute and let me share a little bit about him. So this is Jeremy Riss. Jeremy Riss has a bachelor's degree in physics from Bridgewater State University, and he spent the last 15 years researching and documenting declassified, formerly top-secret physics research related to anti-gravity, invisibility, free energy technologies, and so much more. He has the largest public database of books and papers related to the pursuit of understanding these topics, and he currently helps to co-host APEC, APEC, the Alternative Propulsion Engineering Conference via Zoom, a bi-weekly conference dedicated to documenting the history of government, military, and private aerospace research into exotic propulsion technology, and talking to the experts who physically worked on these technologies in an open academic environment conducive to understanding the technological process. This is Jeremy, thealienscientist.com. He's also an amazing influencer and YouTuber. Jeremy, so glad to have you here. Andrea, thank you so much for inviting me. And it was so great to meet you at Tesla Tech this year. Did you have as great a time as I did at the conference? We had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. Well, the, the question is, Jeremy, can you match a level 10? Because she told me it was level 10. So can you match that? Level uh, 10, fun, the fun, interesting, 
on Great a scale experience. of one to 10, the, 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 the fun scale was a factor was a 10. I don't know. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty fun. I don't think I've had this much fun since college. <laughs> what does your hat say? Oh, I have an MIT hat on. I didn't go to MIT, but I was up there the other, I was up in Cambridge, um, a couple weeks ago and I went and got an MIT hat and, a, and I got a Harvard shirt too, because uh, Harvard just uh, started their Galileo project. Mm. So Har- Harvard is um, now opening their eyes and minds to the reality that we may not be alone in the universe. And uh, they have gotten um, millions of dollars. I think a $1.7 million grant uh, so far to uh, buy some new telescopes and equipment for uh, detecting and, um, perceiving UAP and collecting data, their own um, data on UAP, which is, is a very exciting times yes. uh, to be, to be here involved in all this and, and having been in this field for 15 years, contributing to this movement that's happening and this, this paradigm shift in uh, academic consciousness and awakening that's happening. So, well, I was so excited that you are living in the state. You're not from the state, Rhode Island, but you are living in a state that is the only state that has a square flag with hope written on it. There's no other flag that does, and hope is our jam. That's true. With the uh, the, the the Narragansett Indian, huh? uh, yes, on the, on the on the Rhode Island state flag, yes, the anchor. Yep, the good old anchor. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So um, you're from Rhode Island too, Ken, right? I yeah, I was born born in Warwick. And we were having a, a nice little dialogue before, and you tested me with the Iggy's. I mean, we got to let Iggy's know they brought us together. They brought us together in this conversation, yeah. that it was legit. Those fried <laughs> dough boys. <laughs> so um, I, I read your email, and I thought you were with the Alan Parsons Project because of Alan, the Alan scientist. And then I found out that I couldn't see very well, and it's alien scientist so the alan scientist well we were going to spend at least 15 or 20 minutes talking about who are these alans across the united states that are getting so much interest that you wouldn't pick something like ken or bob or something like that but uh now that that mystery has been solved by either better glasses or just asking the question what is this about alan scientists and you saying that's that's actually alien so thank you for that correction jeremy Uh, yeah unfortunately there's more evidence for alans than there are for Okay, so um, let me see if there's any other things I wanted to. So, you where were you born? I was born in uh, in southeastern Mass. Actually, I grew up in um, between Boston and Providence in a town called Mansfield, and uh, I went to Bridgewater State College, which is a state college in southeastern Mass. And uh, back in high school, I read a book on physics by Richard Feynman, and uh, he talked about you know working on the Manhattan Project. Mm-hmm. And being recruited as a young, brilliant physicist to work on classified programs for the United States government. And that got me down a path of, you know, interest in physics and also classified research programs that our government has done and kept secret from the American people. And so that's kind of where I've been since college. Uh, I, I went I went to college for physics. I took a couple of years off. I changed my major. I wasn't sure if I wanted to really do physics. I, I tried my hand in uh, business management and a couple, and then I switched my major back to physics because I, I I'd rather deal with calculus than accounting. Um, but uh, I eventually graduated in 2012, and uh, I but I've been pursuing this other study in the in in, in the fields of uh, 
alternative technologies and innovation for, you know, just as long. I, last time I was at Tesla Tech, I think was 2009. Hmm. And um, I got to meet Nassim Harriman. And uh, I, I like to thank Mark Hines for um, helping finance my, my trip that time and pay for my hotel room uh, and or pay for the, my, my attendance at the conference that last time. Um, Mark Hines runs the Resonance Science Foundation if you guys are familiar with them and, uh, and they're doing a lot of really cool work um, themselves, but um, Stephen Ellswick was also, I'd like to thank him for helping me uh, attend the conference this year and inviting me and um, getting me to be part of the part of that. So, well, great. So uh, we have definitely a jump from the day you were born all the way into college. So we're going to fill in a little gap there called childhood and family and some yeah. questions that go along the lines of, what happened maybe in your childhood? Uh, what was your parents like? Did they encourage you to get into science and physics? So my dad is a, is a chemical, uh, he's a chemical process control engineer, which is, uh, he, he designs the control systems for power plants and uh, chemical refineries, mainly oil and gas refineries and stuff. And so my dad's a really technical guy. He, he's, uh, he's actually right. He, he brought me up on science and, um, you know, interest in math and, and uh, innovation, and also just the practicality of you know applying that to the industry the way an engineer does. How do you um, do that? Well, we we used to we used to, I mean, I went to Boy Scouts. We used to he used to you know teach us teach us all about science, and uh, and he was just I don't know. It was just like every topic that you'd have a conversation with him, he'd get real technical and analytical, and really, he'd be really always be real you know, scientific about it. So it just brought me up with that um, kind of uh, mindset of, you know, being an analytical. And I've always liked technical details and, and analyzing things in a, in a deeper way than, you know, most people do. It's, it's definitely, uh, you know, not, I, when I went to college and, and was in physics, you know, in school for physics, I, I realized that there's a lot of people that had to take physics that didn't want to be there. Mm. And there's not too many people that really liked physics and, and, and enjoyed it. But uh, I've always, you know, been just attracted to this, you know, the math and um, more technical, you know, the deep, that, that kind of deep detail um, analysis. It's just the way my brain works. And I, I, I think that's because of my dad and his influence on, you know, my way of thinking and, and uh, teaching, and you know, I had a lot of a lot of he had a lot of interesting friends too. You know, like the friends of the family, because it's always been people who are, you know, whether it's their interest was you know going hiking in the woods and knowing every species of plant and mushroom in the forest. Um, it was always somebody that had you know deeper knowledge of the the world around us, and and were you know sparked that curiosity in me to you know to realize that there's worlds around us that we don't even perceive and aren't even aware of sometimes. Um, fact there's probably 99 percent of what we don't know until you're aware of it and then, yes, then it's all around you and then you see it everywhere exactly <laughs> you know i i was lucky enough to complete my certification in science and get the opportunity to teach eighth grade physical science which is the study of matter and energy and <clears throat> so i'm digging and relating to how important physics was for you and my son at age three was learning eighth grade physics and chemistry because I didn't know another subject to teach him. So <laughs> that's why I was asking about your dad and how he taught you. Um, I want to interject I something there. 
I want to compliment Ken because he, uh, I've known Ken for oh, six and a half years now and the information that he engages his son in and about science and technology and introduces them to people and Kenny's written multiple books now with daddy and done all these multiple things and meeting somebody like Jeremy um, and observing you, Jeremy, this is a compliment to both of you. Jeremy is this amazing young man and people just love him and are radiated to uh, radiate to him because of his um, kindness his personality and his intelligence and just a beautiful mix of a human being and uh, knowing and seeing Kenny grow up and seeing you, Ken, to know that Kenny could be this, doing this kind of wonderful thing and probably will be because he's already amazing. Uh, just kudos, Ken. Look look at what, what the future is that you're creating with your boy. Yeah, who's isn't he a Boy Scout camp this week? He's a Boy Scout camp this week, yes. So <laughs> we put him through Boy <laughs> so, Scout camp twice this week. I mean, twice this summer. An interesting thing about my childhood is that yeah, I, I feel like we we role play a lot. You know, like kids, you know, kids pretend to be a doctor or or whatever. They role play a game, and then and then they they grow up to fulfill that and become that as a as an actual uh, job. I when I was a kid, I remember playing a game uh, that we had this company called Hover Brothers, and that we were going to create. We were creating anti gravity, and there was this other enemy company that was trying to get us and shut shut it down. And every, this was like a game I played as a kid, and like. Um, <laughs> It's so interesting, like how, how like the these these role playing um, activities as a child actually like manifest and mature into uh, adult adult roles uh, in real life. Um, so I think that's an important factor of you know children allow your children to play. Uh, we we had a whole system where we built like we took cardboard boxes and drew on them to make computer this whole computer system. And all, it was all my science lab. It was cardboard boxes with all the knobs and everything drawn on them. And now we have a real lab with real equipment that we do real experiments on and stuff. So I, it, it's important to let your children play and have fun with their imagination because it's so important to um, who they're going to be as people in the future. Um, and, and again, my, my father is no longer in, employed by the oil industry as, as a chemical refinery engineer. He now works as the electric light commissioner in uh, the town of uh, Princeton, Mass., and uh, he, he's helping drive a lot of the oil company re regulations out, out and bring in alternative energies. He's got the wind. They have uh, two windmills that are in Princeton that were almost shut down and, and put out of use by the oil companies that were running the electric light department in the town. Imagine and, that. Uh, he, he's been working to reverse a lot of the, the toxic policies that they they in. in in uh they set up in the town to prevent uh, that windmill from the they, they've actually prevented the free energy from producing free energy so that we'd be reliant on the you know the, the grid and uh he's working really hard to reverse a lot of that legislation and, and drive those people out and um expose them and i think that's that's also worth mentioning so yeah and not only worth mentioning but in our dose of hope book it is actually having hope that we can actually have clean energy, free energy, vitality, um, a holistic approach to enjoying life. So if you want to nominate your dad to tell his story, it would be welcome to have many people learn about a hero it like him. It would be him. great for you guys to have my dad on and talk to him about his story because uh, what he's doing over there is, I haven't told the story yet. I've been telling him, I'm like, I want to, you got to tell the story, but it would be great to have him tell it to somebody else. It's just not the same when he's talking to me, you know. But, but it sounds like uh, he's a bit of a hero to you. 
yeah, he's, he's doing great things and he's inspired me because he wanted to change the policy. He realized that the only way to do it was to run for local office. So he ran for light commissioner and he beat the guy out because, you know, he found that the, the only reason the guy had won and been there for so long is because no one, every, no one thought they could win against him. So everyone was afraid to run. Mm. And then when, when he ran against him, he, he beat the guy by a landslide. And, um, and it's, it's been great for, it's been, he's gotten a lot of resistance, but he's also got a lot, a lot of support. So, well, let's talk about uh, your dad just for one more second and the role of fatherhood, I should say. Had he not loved science and inspired you to look at it and see the beauty and the magic of physics and science in general, because science makes the world make sense. And you have a mind that actually goes into solving problems and critically thinking and looking at life totally differently when you understand how, why it works and how it works. If he hadn't shown you that stuff, do you think you would have been disinterested in physics? Definitely not. I mean, what's it? Uh, the science is, is imagination inside of a straight jacket, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess it, it's um, you have to learn. It's a lot of learning and a lot of, you know, it's not always fun. You know, I, I remember, you know, grueling through, you know, homework, you know, having, having to be pushed through my algebra homework in middle school and stuff like that. But it paid off eventually because, you know, uh, I realized that, you know, those, those tools were useful later on, later on, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes learning isn't, isn't always easy and doesn't always come, you know, flow naturally, but, uh, you sometimes it, it is a, a bit of, you know, boring and it is hard work. So, well, we're going to be going to break pretty soon, so I'm going to be a little bit, um, I guess, brief on these particular topics. So, one, I'm going to make a request that my son is uh, would love to meet you on a Zoom call, even for five minutes or so. So, I would love to have him uh, connect with you and hear how important science is. And I also want to give you an opportunity, since you have children, um, what, what are the ages, what are the names, and give them a shout out on the show if you want to. Well, as Joe, Nico, and Max, and Joe's five. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be five actually in uh, next month on the 10th. Uh, so, and the other ones are, are two and, and one. Um, they're, so they're all babies, but uh, you know, my kids, my kids are awesome. And I, I can't wait for you guys to uh, grow up and, and have, have so much more fun to look forward to, man. We, we have a blast. We go out and do all kinds of stuff. So, and your oldest uh, boy is five. How old is, uh, what's his name? Joseph. Joseph. So are you already introducing him to science on some level? I try to teach him everything. He knows, well, he knows lots of different stuff. So yeah, he's, he's, he's like a little sponge. He picks, I try, I, I talk to him like an adult, you know, that's the thing yeah. is I try to, even though they're, they're little kids, I talk, always talk to my kids like adults and I always talk to them. I don't talk baby talk. I always use big words and I talk to them like adults. And I, and uh, I think that helps them, you know, to learn better because it's not dumbing it down for them. I just tell them like it is. And that's uh, awesome, Jeremy. Very, very cool. Okay. Uh, any other shout out before we go to break? I'd like to shout out to uh, my lovely girlfriend, Brittany. Awesome. I thought you might. All right. So <clears throat> we're going to be back in a couple minutes. Andrea, you want to, oh, what is your uh, show? What is your, how can people follow you, Jeremy? Alien scientist. Oh, sorry. It's um, <laughs> yeah. alien scientist. Yeah, alien scientist. YouTube on YouTube. You can look up alien scientists and I'm also alien underbar scientist on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter <laughs> and uh, my website's alien scientist.com. I, I think it's going to be a hoot. If you contact me in like in a week and you say, Ken, I've never seen so many Allen's subscribe to my show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Andre, if you'll give a, a nice little shout out to some of our sponsors, and we'll come back in a minute. Thank you to our featured sponsor, Bees.Social, B-E-E-S.Social, the crypto literacy program for the world, by the people, for the people, the Umbrella Syndicate, Perfect Publishing, Big Events USA, Voice America Influencers Channel, The Red Carpet Connection, MenFashion.com, TheEMFFix.com, MyMakeupLady.com, Lynn Benavides, and... Don't forget about the Keep Smiling movement. And uh, the Keep Smiling movement is www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. And your donations help uh, forward um, opportunities like this and for us to go out and get those beautiful stories. Because what we do is we save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope. And we'll be back after these messages. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are having a wonderful, intriguing conversation with Jeremy, and we're going to go a little deeper in this part of the show to find out what he is actually learning and doing and can share with you that you can support not only him, but also apply some of this to your life so that you are more informed. We'll, we'll leave it at that for right now, Jeremy. All right. So Andrea, let's give some quick shout outs to some of the people that we haven't in since the beginning of the show. Uh, Bees.social, the umbrella syndicate, perfect publishing, big events, USA, the EMF fix com the red connection by com amplified voice america channel and who am i leaving out the smiling movement.com onienergy.com and i said men fashion i thought Good. but we'll just throw them in there a couple times because they supply ken and some beautiful shirts not enough i want to i want them to give me some uh, chemistry um hexagons and all kinds of, uh, I'd like some physics on here too. That'd be nice too, wouldn't it? I used to, when I was a science teacher, I wore all the different periodic table and anything I could get that had science on my tie. So I'm into that, Jeremy, but not anymore. No more ties for me. All right. And I it just, as long as the conversation's good, I'm not paying attention to what you're wearing. So. <laughs> well, cool. Well, let's talk, let's talk about the conversation you have on your show. So when did you create your show? And uh, what's, what's the purpose of the show? 
All right. I started in like 2007. I made a YouTube channel and I was trying to think of a good name for it. And I came up with the alien scientist and uh, it's just stuck since then. And um, I made the, I kind of thought of the name because it was, I was really interested in all the rumors about alien technology and, you know, people like Bob Lazar who said that they worked on craft for the US government and stories like this, because there's a number of tales like this, uh, if, you, if you're familiar with this, this subject. So I started digging into it and I started really researching that kind of stuff. And I was always fascinated with like reverse engineering, anti-gravity and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I picked the name kind of alien scientist. Um, but also because I've just been interested in, you know, are we alone in the universe? And, and um, I'd like to find, you know, the smoking gun or some kind of scientific proof so that we could, you know, can we could def definitively know and have like fact-based, you know, data on, on this subject. And so I kind of got into this field um, for those reasons. And then we started up, I started doing a lot of research into, um, you know, these programs and stuff. And I met a guy named Ed Fouché, um, who worked at area 51 and he taught me a lot about, you know, the way the military works, the way special programs work um, and the way the contracts work with the contracts contractors and who the contractors are, are and how to look for them, those kind of people and find them. Um, so it started me on down a, a whole rabbit hole of research into this, this field and, and this area of top secret research and, and classified programs. Um, and I learned a, a lot and met a lot of really cool people over the years talking about this stuff and, you know, sort, sort of, I just stuck my neck out there with this and started, you know, basically being like, we're, we're going to disclose this and declassify stuff. And if there's stuff that's been declassified that nobody talks about that nobody knows about because it's still just so hush hush that it's not, not well known. And so I'd like to pick up topics and things like that and, and bring them out to the public and bring them to a larger audience. And that's sort of, I, sort of what I started um, back in 2007. And it's just turned into a lightning rod for this kind of stuff. And I've had people come out of the woodwork to approach me and even, you know, drop information in the live chats on my shows and, 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 and stuff. So it's been great. It's been quite a ride and quite a journey. I've met a lot of really interesting and cool people and, and done and, and, been a lot of cool places, a lot of cool things. So we're going to talk about hashtag declassify everything is this hashtag that's been fun. Declassify everything. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So well, the thing, uh, thing is, you think about all the, the classified projects that were done during the 40s and all that stuff's declassified now. And, and a middle school student knows how to build an atomic bomb. But that was classified that, you know, top secret, you know, 70 years ago. So it's the same mindset is that, you know, all the stuff that's classified now and super secret, all this anti-gravity and invisibility technology that they're working on out there, 70 years from now, they're going to be teaching it in middle school, just like, you know. Well, just so I can put my foot down, I'm not really excited about Kenny or any kid learning how to build an atomic bomb, just so you know. Yeah, well, this this positive uh, aspects to that as well, because it's not just, you know, you could learn the destructive elements of that, how to build a bomb, right? Or you could, you know, maybe learn about nuclear fuel rods and uh, some mechanics of nuclear engineering and, and, and that kind of stuff, you know? There's always the, the and it, by the way, it's, it's your intention, isn't it? It's your intention in the world. So no matter what information you receive, it's how you use it to make the world better or worse. So, and we are, we're seeing a lot of it to um, being hidden from us, as you stated. Um, so what have you, what did you want to share in this show of things that are being hidden from us and 
uh, you can share your hypothesis of why they're being hidden from us. Well, there's lots of reasons they're being hidden from us. I mean, you have to think we're going to have the ability to basically almost become godlike with our uh, our capabilities. So there's a reason that they don't want just anybody and everyone to have godlike powers. You know what I mean? It's just like if if it were, you got to think of this like almost like a superpower. It's like you're not just going to want to give it to everyone because you're going to have super villains if the wrong people have the, those powers, right? Exactly. So uh, you've mentioned that you had some really interesting people on your show, and I would love to know how you attract them and what some of the biggest uh, people you've had on your show and what they had to say. Well, um, I've talked to a lot of interesting people. Uh, the APEC conference, since we started that up last uh, December, has been really the lightning rod that everything, when everything really started taking off, because that gave an academic platform, a panel of engineers and physicists to cross-analyze these, these people who worked on the programs and again, give a platform for them to, uh, you know, open Q&A, an hour presentation followed by an hour of, of questions and analysis from a, a team of, you know, really smart people like picking this stuff apart. Um, and that, that opened up um, uh, so much. So Mark McCandlish was uh, probably, uh, he was great. One of the first speakers we had on APEC was Mark McCandlish. And uh, that was, that was super interesting to get him on. He, he wasn't perhaps the most, you know, informative from the physics standpoint, the deep physics, but uh, he definitely had some interesting stuff to say about the classified programs and stuff. Uh, but there's been so many um, that have come on like uh, Robert, Robert O'Keefe, you know, of, um, he he walk, he he runs uh what's the name of the group over there that does this stuff oh my god there's a group in Scotland that's working on this there's groups all over internationally working on this this puzzle of anti gravity and working on the little bits and pieces that have trickled out of these you know the classified black world into the light world and there's now all these companies popping up there is a whole aerospace team here at the conference uh, this weekend called Kepler Aerospace, who are working on their own uh, methods of, of defeating gravity and coming up with new, new propulsion technologies and stuff. So there's a whole massive field emerging from this right now, where real scientists and real engineers are all over the place are getting involved in, in making startup companies and, um, and, and working on this kind of stuff. So I don't know if there's any any one in particular, because it's just been this this whole community coming forward and coming out of the woodwork and saying that we're you know we're not going to be afraid anymore, we're not going to be you know we're not going to hold back. We we have to we have to take the risk of bringing you know we understand that there are risks you know that that when you give these technologies you know to some a country like North Korea or China that they might you know do some bad things with this, but we realize that we have to be willing to take that risk in order to move humanity forward. Because humanity is not going to move forward unless we take that risk. And it's, it's really about understanding the risks and sharing the conversation of that too with the world so that we realize we're going to have to live in, We're going to live in a much different world very soon where peace is going to have to be, you know, maintained because the wars are going to become much too dangerous to, um, to even fathom. Uh, I, I can't even imagine what... what you know, with a once AI and robotics get a hold of stuff, it's going to be like Terminator exactly to an extreme, and we need to fight that that type of technology and work on the technologies that are going to bring uh, light and love to this world, rather than 
So the Tesla tech, who are some of the people that uh, you were looking forward to hearing and what did you learn there? So the Tesla tech, uh, I mean, the aerospace guys from Kepler were, were amazing. Uh, you know, John Brandenburg gave his, his typical talk, but just the conversations that we had privately at, at the breakfast table um, were, were way better than, you know, the, the, con the conferences and are, are really cool and, and really, and really good uh, sources of, of in information from a lot of different perspectives and stuff. But um, it's really the, those side conversations and those, um, you know, that I can't, that I, I really like about this conference and that I, I remember from last time that was my favorite part of the conference was just the people that you meet and the, and the little conversations that you have on the side are so deep and so interesting. It's like, I don't know, they, sh they could be a podcast in themselves. <laughs> Who are some of the people that uh, you recommend our audience follow to get more um, insight about this? Definitely check out the APEC conferences and, um, you know, the, the speakers that we have there that are talking about this kind of stuff, although that is a lot of technical detail. So if you're not really super scientific or super technical, you might not get as much from that kind of stuff. Um, there are, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know of. Well, how about documentaries? So what, what can we do? So our audience is very leader based. This is but such it's a also new field. This is such a new and emerging field. There hasn't been any real documentaries made about this or anything that I could think of out there currently. Like we're, we're literally creating it right now um, and, and forming it. It's brand new. It's a very small community. There's not a lot of people um, on board with this right now. We only have like 90 or two, uh, you know, maybe we never break 200 people watching those, those live streams um, really. Cause it's such a dense and technical information. It's only, it's, it's tailored to a specific kind of audience and it's not, so this is why I like going on shows like this. Cause it gives me the opportunity to, to try to break all this technical stuff down and explain it to, so that regular people can understand just what is really going on. So let's, um, yeah. let's go there for a second. Um, so obviously there are tons of technical things we could break down, but let's, let's break down one technical thing that would be um, something that would motivate people to break down other technical things. So what is, what's uh, something you'd like to talk about that is probably a little overhead, uh, cerebrally over the head of somebody who hasn't taken physics, but is, could be put in layman's terms at some level so they could say, wow, okay, I get it. So even uh, I'll kind of branch both fields. So even Thanks. if there are advanced physicists watching this, they can go to Wikipedia and they can look up a list of unsolved problems in physics. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you can take your standard model that you say is, you know, we, we understand everything in physics and that we, we know, you know, and you can look at those list of unsolved problems and you can realize that we really have a long way to go. We do not fully, we do not have a full complete picture. The standard model is not what is reality. It's a good, it's a good mathematical tool for making predictions about, you know, basic systems, but it's maybe not the full picture of what's going on. So there, one of my favorite things is the, the, the mass gap, the Yang Mills mass gap. Where does the um, I was asked this, the, the, your top three questions in physics, if you could have answered, if you could get, ask an alien scientist, a real alien scientist to answer those three questions, it would be like, well, where's the mass gap in the Yang-Mills mass gap? Where does that um, fine structure constant come from? And, 
and you know, how do atoms, you know, what are atoms and, and what, what are they, what are, what is matter? What is mass and what is energy? Um, so, and, and how did it get here? Uh, so there's lots of unsolved problems in physics that we do not have complete answers to. Um, so anyone that thinks that, you know, physics is done or that we should just listen to the experts, you, you know, you're wrong. Cause we can, we, physics is constantly reinventing itself and, and science is constantly <clears throat> finding mistakes in the past. So that's kind of where I think uh, people need to realize that we, we as, as far as we've come, we're still so primitive and we still have so far to go. And at that you reminded me in this conversation, Jeremy, of uh, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> I movie love that good movie, by the way. Well, I was going to ask you the point question of which movie do you like so much? And I figured that would be a, a, high, a high one for you. Is, is there, are there any other movies that you recommend people to watch to actually kind of get... Um, what was the movie about the gentleman who broke the Enigma code? Oh yeah, yeah. The um about not the uh, it's the guy uh, Turing. Yeah, Alan yes, Alan Turing. Yeah. Um. Also, the beautiful mind of, with uh, John oh, yeah. Cash and stuff. Uh, although I think he was really he really did work on classified programs and they wiped his memory and and, and erased the programs. <laughs> but uh, just because of the the stuff he was working on, they definitely the intelligence agencies would have been all over that and definitely been hiring. I, I think there was a real project that he worked on. And then they told him, no, it didn't exist. Cause that, that not, none of that movie made sense to me, but, uh, I, the, I, one also, movie, the imitation game. Yeah. That's, that's that, imitation game. That's yeah. It. That's, that's okay. enigma. And then uh, German movies was actually Forrest Gump because I like the idea of that. You could just be in the right place at the right time and just have this random, you know, it's just the, the, the coincidences in life are, are amazing. Well, Jeremy, just to add to that, you could be in the right place at the right time, but if you don't have the right intention you got, and the right action to take that intention, I, I think you miss it all. And I think you there's so it. many things that we're missing every day. If we're not looking at, because I mean, as corny as it is, when you're in a smile mode, you're in high creativity, you're in high openness and you're in high attraction. So as corny as a smile is, which, um, I, th I think it's the ultimate science of how there's energy happening in you that's being recycled and attracting all kinds of amazing things. There was a, one more movie I wanted to mention. I don't have it handy either, but it is um, the Indian gentleman who went to England uh, because he had figured out. Ramon so many... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the movie? It's like uh, pie or something like that. Oh, I forget. Was it pie? Yeah, I think it might've been. been pie. Wasn't that yeah. a cool movie? I don't know if I saw that one, but I know the whole story. Is of it Ramon the life of Pi? Yeah, I don't know if it's the life of Pi. That's that's a little different, I think. But yeah, we'll, re we'll put that, that in the we'll put that in the link. I I just am, I'm in this mode of I got to rewatch some movies <laughs> because those are those are. Such I'm, I'm in the mood of I we got to make a movie now and a documentary because you made me realize there's not a good one out a good single one out there for people to watch so i gotta i gotta get working on that yeah and and, and documentary junkies uh would support it and share it and it would really go mainstream on some level so i yeah, I, I applaud that and we we are here to help you jeremy this would be an awesome uh thing for us to get involved in so this is so and cool he is also uh he's got so much content there's multiple books already in the <clears> stuff that's out there and within him and we talked at length about that so yeah, i'd love to get him published too. Mm -hmm. well, um, we, we'd love to help you. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get your story out there and your kids are going to be just that much extra proud because you're going to have a legacy piece of what you created uh, so far in your life. And there's so much more, obviously, you will. Uh, so someone let the cat out of the bag. You went to Roswell? So, yeah, uh, yesterday we took the drive out 
um, to, to the actual crash site uh, in Roswell. Well, it's not in Roswell. It's actually northwest of Roswell, uh, just outside of a town called Corona, New Mexico. And um, we went to the original crash site. We were able to locate it. We talked to one of the neighbors. Somehow we just coincidentally ran into the neighbor and got a great interview with him where he's talking about, you know, how they, they shut down the, the new property owners um, won't let people on the crash site. They took down the marker so people can't even find it. And they moved everything to Roswell, the town of Roswell, like hmm. uh, 70, 70 miles away so that people, you know, they have the memorial there. And then there's this whole effort. Cause I noticed it on the internet. There was all this effort to tell people like, Oh, the visit the Roswell crash site. And there was all these tours and they're bringing people to the wrong place. It's not even the real crash site. And uh, hmm. I was like, this is, this is, this is nuts. It's like the new property owners came in and then now they're spending all this money on people. PR to get people to, to go to Roswell instead of come to their property to go to the real crash site. Cause there was all these archeological expeditions. People went there and were digging stuff up, trying to find debris and stuff. And I actually grabbed a couple samples and, and um, we're, we're going to try to, you know, send, set them off and see if we can't find isolate or find anything interesting in the samples that we grabbed. Um, Cause my theory is that if, if it was ET technology and there was nanotechnology present as, you know, as suggested by some of the stories and the eyewitnesses who, who handled the material and reported, you know, things like, um, you know, a, a feeling that you couldn't get this stuff, you couldn't get your hands clean once you touched the material, um, that it had some kind of nano coatings or something that got in your skin and, and when it was really hard to remove. Um, so those materials were present, then they should still be present. Um, I don't know, they, they should be stable 70 years later, they should still be in the environment and it would be nearly impossible to clean up that much nano, um, material from the original crash site if it did exist there so um maybe we'll find something we're gonna we're gonna look anyways did you videotape the uh, interview yeah yeah we videotaped the interview we videotaped our, our our time out there i have all the i gotta stitch them all together and post it today i think i'm gonna do that today well the weather's all right here i want to go hiking in albuquerque and, and do some stuff while i'm here until wednesday but um i do need to get some videos put up and stuff because i've been slacking on that and people are like well, I we're need an update <laughs> well we're gonna go ahead and go to rapid fire uh because we have a couple minutes left and these are quick questions quick answers so what book yes. changed your life what book changed my life mm -hmm. um Jeez, there's so many. I don't know. Uh, well, we'll we'll get a little list and put it on the. Uh, the, the well, links. he mentioned the one when you were a kid. Melbourne, the first yeah. one yeah, you read the, as a kid. Surely so. you're joking, Mr. Feynman. That was a that was a good yeah. one. That's a definite read of, on your list. I recommend. Surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. Awesome. Okay. Go ahead, Andrea. Um, what's a song that you play to get you really jazzed up? I like. Um, Pantera or Metallica. If I if I want something real heavy, I like a lot of heavy metal and like um, music that gets you really going and, and amped up. I don't know. Cool. Awesome. Uh, who is someone you would love to have on your show? Someone I'd love to have on my show. I don't like. I would like to have Daniel Schechtman, the guy who uh, discovered quasi crystals, on my show. Um, or or number. There's a number of scientists. I have a long list. Uh, Bernard Hache. Um, Hal put off this, this big list of science. They're all scientists though. So part two of that real quickly is uh, what scientist is no longer with us that you wish you could uh, have a conversation with? Which scientist that's no longer with us? Mm -hmm. um, it would be Howard C. Cross, who was the lead metallurgist for Battelle and uh, allegedly managed Project Blue Book. 
So he was uh, the, the real metals guy who, who handled that, who would have actually had access to alien metals if there was one. And awesome. I would like to talk to him. Cool. Andrea? Uh, Ken, because uh, sake of time, I want you to ask the rest of your questions you normally do. I actually, uh, we did the movie one, so I'm going to say, what quote do you live by? Um, if it disagrees with experiment, it's wrong. That is right. Hundred <laughs> percent correct. Um, oh, he has a shirt. That says I love my shirt. <laughs> that is an awesome shirt, man. <laughs> so you do care what people are wearing. Ah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeremy, it has been a pleasure having a scientific conversation with you, and also a conversation about. Um, understanding the world better in our universe. I'm going to be so excited to watch my son light up when he gets a, a little three to five minute conversation with you. He has a book about his favorite science facts and uh, I'm going to send you the books, at least ebook wise, so that you can tell me if you want any of them for your kids. And um, Awesome. Do you have encyclopedias? We do. Like yeah. hard copies. Yep. That was my favorite book as a kid is the encyclopedia. You learn so much as a child, like you can look up anything and, and it's just a mass of all the world's knowledge in, in, in a single thing. But the hard copies are, are, are good. I really like that. There's something about it. It's, and Wikipedia is awesome. Don't get me wrong. I, like, I spend hours on there too, but uh, there's something about the hard copy of an encyclopedia. Definitely have those for your kids. I would recommend it. Well, I agree. And, and when you're looking at Wikipedia, you're looking at the vast of the unknown that you don't even know what to look up, but you can just turn a page in a in a book right and you template you start templating uh the way it all fits together too so it's kind of cool Absolutely. well it has been a pleasure having you on I, I look forward to you know we have a book called hope is dope which is going to go out if we have any say in it to over two hundred thousand schools and it's about how a defining moment happened in your life that caused you to really step into your power and make a difference in the world so you may be one of those cool cats that can do dose of hope more the ted talk and hope is dope, more the defining moment for kids to read that, you know what? You grasp on the science, you probably have a ticket to wherever you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. And also just never be afraid to, you know, never let your judgments hold you back because it doesn't matter what other people think. It's just what you feel and what you, and what you, you know, your intention. Again, your intention is, is more important than what anyone else thinks about the feasibility of what you believe in or, or what. So just get out there and do it, you know? Well, also, Jeremy, a lot of and people... And guys, that, I need to be rude and interrupt you. We only have a minute left. That's fine. I'll just say this very quickly. Uh, people that don't agree with what you're doing don't have all the information sometimes, so don't listen. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking to me and having me on the show today, guys. My pleasure, great. Jeremy. Andrea? And thank you so much to Bees.Social, The Umbrella Syndicate, The Red Carpet Connection, uh, Big Events USA, Perfect Publishing, Voice America Influencers Channel, The EMFFix.com, uh, MenFashion.com, MyMakeupLady.com, and don't forget the Keep Smiling movement. Please remember them and send your donations so that we can help save more lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope. Back to you, Ken. Thank you. So Ken Roshan with the influencer channel on voice america amplified and remember amplifying is about you being a parent a leader and knowing that you do make a difference in every single person that experiences your power is inspired and can become a future legacy so thank you for playing big jeremy you're awesome thank you so much guys alienscientist.com <laughs> Thank you.
We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashan again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.